behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. And it is episode 53. Casey, what do you have for us today? All right, episode 53. It's just you and me. So we shall see how it's going to go. <laughs> and today's off episode is about being debt-free. 53, debt-free. Oh, you're good. That's the goal. I even put it in the outline for you and you missed that, but whatever. Man, you know what? When it's just you and me, sometimes we don't prepare as much as we do when we have guests. So it's, we guys, you get just us today, though. That's kind of like it's a fun. Just let's say, what, let's say what we've been up to, PB and J. Let's do it. You first or me? Um, I'll go first. I feel like life has been very busy lately. I mean, really in general since this whole COVID thing, because I, I know that we've been trying to put a lot more free stuff out there, resources for people who are home. Um, people's availability uh, makes it that we're able to see you guys more. So we've been putting a lot of stuff out there. Um my sister and brother-in-law and her twin daughters have been in town. I'm sure you've seen on my Instagram. Who are the um, cutest kids in the entire universe. Definitely. Absolutely. So cute. Cute little twins. Um, and so it's been hectic. We were able to rent them a house across the street, but my house is the house with the internet. And it's basically like a we work in here. So everyone's just pivoting around each other. Ellie Ron's about to lose his mind, but they leave next week. Um, but everything's been good. We, we've been in a good workflow. Things have been going well. Casey, what about you, baby? Yeah, I feel like, you know, when this all hit, we were like, you know, preparing. Everything was uncertain with like Matt's job, you know, our business, uh, family losing their jobs, a lot of uncertainty and fear. I'm sure a lot of you out there listening felt the same way. And I think we're all just like in it together now. And we're adjusting to life as this new normal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Liat and I spend probably 74 hours per day on the phone together um, or a Zoom together. So there's no um, escaping. Our, <laughs> yeah, our friendship is stronger than ever. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, we recorded when episode 50, I think, was my favorite one that we've done for this new season so far. I mean, only three, but just like talking to each other, like, so gushy and flirty and like, I just love you so much. Like a lot of times, like we're working hard and it's just like work, work, work. And like to have those like friendship moments where you're like, you are cool. my you're my sister. Um, so yeah, I've been, um, working again, my ass off harder than ever, but I love it. Um, doing a lot of orange theory guys, since I can't go, I have it at home and I make sure I get it every day. Um, question what, when you're allowed to go back, are you going to go back or you're in such a good flow now? I am 100% going back. You know how much I miss the like group accountability, the coaches yelling at me, seeing my heart rate up on a screen, the data, um, the treadmill, the rowing machine. Our gym is closed, so all I can do are these strength training workouts from home and cardio, and I hate running outside. Not my jam. But no offense, the interventions worked. You've lost like 12 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I got an Apple Watch from my bestie, Liat, I am obsessed with closing my rings because I'm super competitive. <laughs> so it's motivated me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Matt and I got kayaks. We're loving kayak life. It's like all we do together after he gets out of work at night. And Nana turned 86, guys. We had a big lobster roll party out back for her. She wore um, her purple slippers, her purple hair. 
And she's just the cutest thing in the whole world. So we had whiskey out back and she was in heaven. We sat six feet apart and we had to wear masks. So don't you worry. We were- don't you judge. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, some other really awesome things have happened, which is why we're going to talk about this on this episode today. I've been in therapy. Um, Liat is like my, the bulldog of my life. And it's like, you need therapy. Your childhood is so fucked up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure you guys, you know, throughout 50, we're going to get all your, we're going to get all into that deep down into that shit. But before we do, I want to give you guys some behavioral principles and I'm sorry guys, if my voice sounds like it's going in and out, I'm concerned about it too. Um, I'm working to get someone to come help me do voice exercises because I feel like I'm always gasping for air with my voice. So let's work it, make it work. Uh, YOLO, here we go. Behavioral, <laughs> behavioral principles. We have negative reinforcement, CMOR, behavior chains, punishment, stimulus prompts, matching law, delayed reinforcement, high P, low P, intervention, and delayed reinforcement. That's just a few, and I'm sure we're going to hit on a lot more. Just want to give you guys the... I don't know if it's a warning because I don't think it really is a bad thing. I was so passionate when writing. I was like, Casey, yesterday I said, do we have a, a podcast on like scheduled this week? And she was like, no, what we already have, like we're two ahead, which is not normal for us. This is the most organized we've ever been with anything in our whole life. Um, but I'm like, dude, because we've been talking a lot about what we're going to speak about today. And it's a lot of passion. So I was like, dude, I'm writing an outline right now. I don't care. Um, so I wrote this up, so I'm sure we're going to get into a lot of other behavioral things, but today we're talking about an annoying AF topic that's near and not at all dear to many of our hearts. It's something that comes with getting an education and adulting. And those things are, and I'm going to use an F word. Those are your fucking student loans and credit card debt. I am proud to say that I paid mine off um, last, uh, well, in within this year, actually. And it felt so good. And I'll talk more about it and what I did and how I did it and it felt so good. And I'm the kind of person in general, by the way, you'll hear this. When I do something, I want the other person to get it. So if I get an Apple watch, I'm like, Casey, I need you to have one. I'm ordering you one. I need you to have it also. <laughs> Casey, we need iPads for work. Okay. I need you to teach on this too. Like Casey, we're doing Weight Watchers. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Like everything is, I need an accountability partner. So it felt so good getting rid of this student loan debt, which I just was paying a couple hundred dollars a month for a long time. And what actually happened is November this past year, I was able, because I couldn't hold a job for so long with my health issues, I was able to defer it, the payments. But they still charge you interest. So for the first time, I actually like looked at the bill and I saw the initial amount I had was like 40000 40, and it said, up until this point, I paid twenty-seven thousand. And then it said I owed thirty-six thousand. 
And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Seriously. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't. Like, I, I can't live this life hoping, oh, they're going to get rid of student loans. They're going to do this. I have to take care of it. And I have to say, it is the most freeing feeling ever. Um, Casey now could tell them a little bit. Uh, my voice is going in and out. I know I hear that. But I got Casey, you, girl. I'm right yeah. here for you, baby. Okay, so I want you to tell them a little bit about yes, about you. Talk, girl. So let's. Yeah, this is my story. <laughs> True life intervention. <laughs> True life. I have student loans. <laughs> um. So, I'll back all the way up to kind of. I think you guys know a lot about my childhood, but I had loving parents who, unfortunately, um, did love barely, drugs. He <laughs> loved drugs and barely graduated <laughs> high school. And I'm such an asshole. You make it funny though. I like it. You have to laugh. God. And uh, my, you know, my dad since passed, my mom is now sober and my sister's sober and they're doing the best ever. So it's a really actual, what I thought was going to be them ending in death is now a complete turnaround and and it's just great. But I grew up really poor and not knowing if we were going to be evicted or have um, food or have heat or hot water because bills never got paid and we got evicted and moved everywhere and I had to switch schools a ton and live with grandparents. And uh, yeah, it was just a very traumatic, tumultuous growing up. So I moved out when I was 16. I was like, I got to get out of here. I am not like these people. I need to go. I am like, I had to be like, I wanted everyone to think I was like perfect. So I joined every club, every sport, every group, straight A's, worked my ass off. Um, But when I went to college, and this is a big problem right now, like students go off to college, these four-year universities, knowing have no idea what they fucking want to do, and they're just thrown in. And for me, who had no parents to co-sign or advise me on finances, I just wanted to get a four-year degree because that was what I thought would make me perfect and normal and like what everyone else was doing. But I didn't have any money, right? So I got all these loans just to stay in school, um, worked all through college my ass off. Um, but I had a lot of debt. And then I remember my junior year, I went in and they were going to kick me out because I didn't have any more government left. No more government funding was going to give me, which is like Stratford loans, Perkins loans. Like I had used them all. I was like, oh boy. So they were like, here's this private loan. It's called whatever. I don't even know what it was called. I don't know what private loan meant. I didn't know that their interest was like, we're going to F you. Yeah. Um, but I was crying and I'm like, just fine, whatever I can get, keep me in school. I have to graduate. So whatever, long story short, all through this time too, when I was 18, I got my first credit card and I had a really, a hoopty. I mean, a car that just broke the F down. I, I'm talking like weekly, I'd be towing it. And like, I got like robbed by this freaking car place. They, every time we're like, oh, we put a brand new alternator in. It will be good. It's $700 a week later. Oh, we put a brand new this in. And like when I went to sell the car or like actually just junk it, I had all these receipts from the company that said they did all these things. And the guy who was taking it, looked in it. And he was like, that you got robbed. Like they didn't do any of this. So I was like 10 grand in debt on one card. And then I realized, holy shit, the interest rate is so high. I called them. I remember standing up front of Dunkin' Donuts one morning crying. Again, no parents to ask these questions to 18 years old. And I'm like, can, can I get a lower interest rate? I, can, I don't know what to do. And they were like, nope, which that doesn't be right. I get that now that doesn't exist. So I closed the credit card, which I didn't realize at that point was also a (laughs) hit against your credit for closing it. I should just kept it open and made payments, but I was so afraid that I closed it. I had no guidance. Right. So long fast forward. Um, I've always been very responsible with my money. Um, I work 
I always worked like three jobs. So I have a really good savings because I have a fear that in, in one day I'm going to be homeless. Hashtag MO. This is her MO background information that everyone should realize before we get into further going on here. Okay, keep going. Absolutely. Like uh, my motivating operations of all the experiences that I had gone through that I actually came into contact with the contingencies of being evicted, of living in a homeless shelter, of having to like switch schools. So I had this fear, which I've learned through therapy, that my addiction is hoarding money and not it's a bad thing because I don't actually have any of that money when it's owed out to credit cards and my student loans. So I didn't I learned that about a month ago that that was like my issue. I was like, holy shit, you're right. Like, why do I have like three different savings accounts? I I always do these money maths, like which card am I going to use for groceries? And I like have like an actual physiological reaction, even if I just spend like $100 on groceries that like I have to go check my account immediately. My palms sweat. Like what in the fuck? I have, I know I have money. It's not like I don't. So very weird behaviors that I was learning about myself and how I had to change my behaviors. So thank you guys for this episode because all of these realizations Casey has had have been a result of the podcast. When we had Susan, the mind hacker on, she the, after that episode, I was like, um, Casey, you need to go to EMDR for therapy. Okay. Yeah, I'm very direct with her. We're really direct with each other. <laughs> yes. Then, um, so she's been doing that. And then- I'm in the Jewish world, what they call a yenta, like uh, like in people's business, I pry if I care about them. Not really. I'm telling you that yenta, uh huh. Yenta, yenta. You're such a yenta. But it's not like it's with people that I care about. Like I need to know every detail. So the other day, I'm like, Casey, how much, how much debt do you have? And I'm asking her this, and she's like, Well, it's this one and this one and this one. And I'm like. Can I see your logins? <laughs> <laughs> like hashtag like in my shit. Hashtag Yenta. Um, and some she's like, it's just like a lot. And so I'm like, what are you paying per month? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Minimum, 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 guys. That was the name of my game for the last 10 years. I'll pay the minimum. It's fine. But guess what? I, I like want to vomit thinking of the fact that for my these 10 years, I've had the money in my savings to pay off my credit card debt. And I don't. I just keep it in a savings that's doing nothing. It's not like an investment. Nothing is going on there. I just have to have it there because I have this fear that things are going to be taken from me and I won't have anything. So that makes sense. So first of all, Look at the person's past contingencies, right? So Casey's come into contact before with not having access to these primary reinforcers or having them potentially taken away. Her home, not being able to get, you know, maybe the clothing she wanted or the food or whatever it was, right? Food, yeah. Heat, water, yeah. Anything that needed to be done. So Casey had a little bit of matching law going on here. This is what I noticed. And by the way, I took on my BCBA hat and I'm like, we've got to intervene here. So (laughs) matching law. Where was Casey going to put her time? What's more reinforcing to her? She has the option to, when she makes some extra money, is it going to go into her savings account? Is that more reinforcing for her? Or is she going to go pay some of her student debt? Casey, because of her contingencies, it was an establishing operation for her to put the money into her account, right? Her savings. Because she's like, 
what if God forbid I don't have it? I've been through this before. Now I need to hashtag avoid that. Right. right? It's more reinforcing for me to see the money in my savings, knowing that that's mine. Well, I had to change my mindset. That is not my money if I owe it to credit cards. <laughs> like that's sorry, B. <laughs> so ex- exactly. So, but it makes sense. Matching law, right? She's like, Ugh, it's more reinforcing to put this money in the savings account than to pay this. So that's exactly behavior goes to reinforcement flows. But Casey didn't know where the real shit is at, where the real negative reinforcement is at. Casey, let's talk about it. All right. So I will say this about Liat. She's just incredibly giving and kind and like she's a bulldog. But she uh, looked at my credit cards and we, you know, I told her what I had for savings and she was like, so yeah, we're paying that off right now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, uh-uh. I mean, I'm not talking guys. Like it was less than 10,000. I'm not, I, I'll be completely transparent. It's not like I had like a $50 million. Like it was, but it was just something that looming over my head for over 12 years. I haven't even touched some of these credit cards for years. I don't even use credit anymore. And so it was, again, just unused stuff that I was just paying minimum. So if you add up all the uh, money I was paying per month on them, it was like f- probably five or $600 a month that I was paying on different credit cards. And she's like, think about the money you'll save if you just pay it off and then put that five or 600 bucks back in your savings every month. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, you're right. I guess so. So the other night we got forced me on the phone to do it right in front of her. Um, and she's like, I yeah, was, I'll do it in the morning. Yeah. You know, I kept putting it off. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'll just pacify her. Yeah, sure. I'll pay it. Mm-hmm. She won't know if I don't, I don't have to. Nope. She made me do it. I was crying. My husband and I were both like, wow, I can't believe that we haven't changed our mindset. Like he doesn't have any debt luckily, but I did it. I paid them off and I feel so much lighter. And I actually had to change. My therapist said to me too, you got to think of money as energy right? Not as like this, like tangible thing. Money is just energy. And where you put it is where the energy is going to flow. So if you're hoarding it, like you're doing because of your past history, um, that's not good. So I paid off my credit card debt guys. Holy shit. I never thought in a million years I would ever bite the bullet and do it because I needed that safety net so hard. And I realized I now have a line of credit. That's really long. That's still my money. That's I'm not paying interest on every month. Like exactly. That's exactly it. So if you want to understand what negative reinforcement is and we say hashtag relief, hashtag, ah, uh, yeah. Try pay off a credit card. But I want to talk to you about interventions that we could do for this. So we got Casey's credit cards taken care of. Mm-hmm. And Girl, I want, I, you, know, I want I, you to know, I, I, I was, start, yeah. I'll say this. Sorry to interrupt you. I did start with the lowest one, right? Like a $648 one. I was like, whoo, okay, I can do this. $648. I can do this right now. Paid off AKA the lowest one. Old Navy. And by the way, is whatever you got from Old Navy that amazing to be worth all the interest <laughs> that you paid on that probably $4 tank top? No, all that shit is probably ripped, broken, and like fall, th- fraying at the edges. So no. But think of these high P, high P, low P, right? So high probability requests. Okay, let's start building behavior momentum, Casey. Like start with that lowest one and see how it feels. See how that negative reinforcement feels. Like, all right, yeah, it's out of my account and I've lost it. But like, it is so reinforcing that I'm going to go do it again, right? I have this relief. I'm going to go do it. So now I went to like the $2,500 one. 
I'm looking at my chase like in my head right now, just like so mad at myself that I like let this happen, but it's fine. Cause we can always fix. Right. Did that. All right. Whoo. Here we go. Like feeling real good now. And then I finished the last one and then I did a couple more and, um, it just felt so relieved, relieving. And I had to realize that it's not that I had this, like, you know, I have a, crazy amount of money. I don't, I just have, a, I had a savings from when I was 18 working 15 jobs and like bartending and making a lot of money to pay my student loans, but I wasn't paying my student loans. I was saving it like a psychopath. <laughs> so that's why it's so important when we look at anyone's behavior, no matter what they're doing, whether they're being a pimp or they're hoarding money or whatever it is, you have to look at what those, that background information is and the MO. So it's all about just getting started. And what I say when getting started, what I told Casey originally is, hey, you need to pay a substantial amount as your first payment. If you are paying, let's say, $50 a month for each one or even $100 a month for each one, you don't have enough buy-in in there. So if you have a student loan, I know one of Casey's, sorry, we're airing all her stuff, is $14,000, okay? That's one of her private ones. And the interest rate on her student loan is 9.75%. And I'm like literally throwing up when I look at it. And again, she was like, okay, so what you've been paying this, we looked at the, I took out the loan 12 years ago or 13 years ago. And it was for 15, 14, it was for $14,000. And I've been paying on it every single month, $400 since let's say 13 years. I've never missed a payment because I'm a psycho also about my credit score. Cause I fear, I never want to be without security. But if you think of the money I paid, literally the, the balance, the principal is still the same. I have not even touched principal in 13 years. That's crazy. It's insane. It really is. It's really disgusting too, how it works. But so this was my idea. And then as I was telling Casey this, I'm acting like I'm this financial advisor, which I'm not, but this made sense to me. And then I looked it up online and I was looking up, you know, some of Dave Ramsey's methods and because what I had been telling Casey is, hey, you need to pay some sort of substantial amount. So if you have a $14,000 loan and you're like, I'm going to go pay $100 of it, you're not vested in that. You're not like, oh, I have that big of money to lose now. Like, whatever, I'll keep paying that. If you go in there and you pay $3,000 towards it, you feel that. You see that $3,000 deducted from your savings account. And now you're like, no, 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 asshole. I'm not just going to let this build and turn into more interest. Like I've started. And so what we had first calculated as taking Casey, we said, if you paid, I think we said a thousand. Yeah. A thousand dollars a month. We looked at my uh, bills I have to pay and I'm lucky to have a husband who, you know, can pay like the rent, but I still have a lot of bills. And we added up that and what, what I had left over each month. And she's like, you need to put that all towards, not in your savings, put substantial chunks towards your student loans. So I did get that loan down to half right now. And I figured out the way to budget for the next month and a half to get it also paid off using and the cool my thing savings. <laughs> yeah. that, and the cool thing about us working together is, and like, again, find someone to hold you accountable for these things. Like there's nothing better. So for example... When I saw the amount in Casey's account, she's already told me what she had in savings from all these years. I was like, whoops, I just paid this amount of it. 
you'll have to pay me back. <laughs> she did. And, and you owe me money. And I was there's like, not oh, interest. you just paid $5,000 on my student loan. She's like, yep, but now you need to Venmo it, Venmo it to me. Because I would never have actually pulled that trigger. I would have done the thousand and been like, okay. And now but it's like, I, you yeah. owe this friend money, right? Yeah. And she's my, you know, my partner. So I'm like, all right, I have to pay it. And it felt so good because now when I look at it, I actually called them yesterday and I'm like, like, I only owe, like, I never in a million years in my whole entire life thought that that loan would ever go away. And I accepted it. I said, I'll be paying it for the rest of my life, $400 a month, high interest. I don't even care. But now that I see it, now that I took that plunge and engaged in those behaviors and just, well, Liat did it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm right along with her. I am now like, no, bitch, I got this. I'm paying this off in two months. And I'm no, so with Casey and I, by the way, the cool thing, the way we work is this. I was like, we're very much in each other's business. So I said, all right, look, you have this much left. If I don't pay you, I'm paying. I said, give me your login. I will be paying your salary directly into this account for the next two months. I was right? like, oh, wow, that's intrusive. <laughs> but the thing but, is, yeah. it's going to be done. Like mm -hmm. you could carry it on forever. And the savings is not necessarily the wealth. Like you don't own that. You owe it to someone else. And you still will have that money available in your credit shall, God forbid, you ever need it. Mm -hmm. But you holding it there is actually hurting you more. And what I recommend, and also according to Dave Ramsey, what I've been reading about is his, the debt snowball method. And what's really cool is what Dave Ramsey says is it's all about behavior. It's not about your money sense. If you studied business at school, it's about your behavior. Behavior modification, right? That's what he says, not math. He says, if you start paying on your student loan first because it's the largest debt, you won't get rid of it for a while. You'll see numbers go down on the balance, but pretty soon you'll lose steam and stop paying extra. Why? Because it's taking forever to get a win. Delayed reinforcement. And you'll still have all of your other small, annoying debts hanging around too. So I took his advice, or Liat took his, and I took Liat's. I didn't know it was his. And then I went and read this after, and I'm like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> and I paid off my little ones and now I'm working on my, and I'll be, again, we are completely transparent here. This is not to say that I don't have almost 90 grand in government student loans. Okay, guys, like, but we're starting, we're starting smaller. <laughs> I will get there. But so the steps, step one, these are actual task analysis you could follow. This is the actual intervention plan you could do to start taking action. Step one. List your debts from smallest to largest, regardless uh, of the rate. interest rate, regardless of oh. the interest rate. Wow, so if you nice. have one credit card, that's $120, pay it. You've now stepped into some behavior momentum. High P, low P, high probability, we do one to three, typically um, high probability items, things that are likely for us to do that are easier. So pay your old Navy card. That's $300. Pay your other card. That's $180, whatever it is. And by the way, antecedent intervention, side note, don't get a credit card with every store because they offer you 10% off. That's also, also another. An antecedent intervention that I did is two years ago, I took all my credit cards out of my wallet and I put them into a uh, like lockbox in our junk drawer. So I don't even have them on me. I, I, I can't even use them. Casey's them drunk drawer is like frightening. 
<laughs> like I don't even have any, um, I mean, all, on all like, uh, websites I've, I removed all the credit cards. So it's just my debit cards that are in there. Um, I did that a couple of years ago. So that was my first step to being like, but I still wasn't making any change really. I mean, I was changing the fact that I wasn't building anymore, but I was also, but that interest so is building. Okay, so number one, list your debts from smallest to largest. Number two, make minimum payments on all of your debts except the smallest bill you had. So let's say it's that $90 Old Navy amount, okay? Pay as much as possible on your smallest debt. So pay that Old Navy off. Uh Uh-huh. Repeat until each debt is paid in full. I love that. And they... It says, why does the snowball, the debt snowball method work? The debt snowball method works because it's all about behavior modification. This is the words of that smart dude, Dave Ramsey. Not math. When it boils down, it comes to the change in your behaviors. What are you going to do? And I could tell you, this might be rule governed behavior because I've done it pay off those loans, pay off your credit card, you will feel so freaking good. For a long time, I lived on this. They're going to forgive them one day. It's going to be fine. Everyone has it. But you you feel something hanging over you all the time. Like any success you have is not really yours because you owe it you to owe someone it. else. Exactly. And like... Think of a condition motivating operation reflexive is those frigging alerts in the that come in the mail that are like late payment, late this dude heading to collections. Oh my God. Ha, that's scary. That's CMR. Things are about to get worse for your credit score and potentially your life. Um, I like what Dave said. The problem with your money is not your math. It's the person in the mirror, which exactly it's, it's you, it's me. It's, you know, it's us. It's not the math. I, I do math all day about which account I'm going to spend $50 on because I don't know why I do this. Like this like when Casey told me this the other day, so Casey gets paid for doing study notes, IBA and working 73 hours a day, obviously. And <laughs> I was going to say she, 73. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, like I live off my savings account. Like I like to save the money that I'm getting paid from study notes. I'm like, <laughs> She's wait, like, I'm like, wait, what? So you're like, just you, creating another yeah. savings account? She's like, you don't pay your bills with the money I like your salary, like a typical BCBA would, like, or just like a person who makes a salary. I'm like, <laughs> anyway. no. I'm like, I just keep it into this new savings, and then I have a checking and a savings in another account that I pay my bills off of. And she's like, this is not okay. Like, <laughs> this is not cool. She's like, why are you just sitting on it? I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. <laughs> But I feel so much better now that I started that behavior chain. And that's the biggest part is that first step in the behavior chain. Just do it. And then the steps get easier. It's like the, you know, it's reinforcement for the second step, the SD for the first step. It's like, do it, do it, do it. Here it is. Reinforcement no, available. But like, for example, once you started and you paid off like half of this $14,000 amount, are you not like just tempted to be like, I want to empty my whole savings and just do the whole thing right now. It becomes oh like a dick thing. You have no idea. Like when I, when the, the payment finally went through and it showed the new balance that was completely doable for me to pay off this dreadful private loan that I've had forever. I'm so like, I'm just like, don't pay me overly. I just pay it, pay it. <laughs> I, 
because uh, I said, look, I don't want to get involved in your business too much. Obviously, I do, but but like, girl, can I just pay like pay you here for the next whatever? And she's like, yes, okay. And it was cool because I don't know if a few weeks ago you would have said, yeah, you'd be like, no, I had to go through that in therapy to realize my issue is I'm, I'm a money hoarder. And I know a lot of people out there listening are like, well, I'm not in a position where I am a money hoarder and like, you know, have a savings. And that's totally understandable. And this is like, you know, I just happen to be a uh, freak who is fearful of losing their life. But you're not day. a freak. Your MO like makes I know, sense. I know. No, because but- I get it also. Like I have different fears. Like. I know that I have a chronic illness. I know, like, I don't know how long it could last that I could hold a job, different things like that. So I get it. Like, you have to. But then then I also am like, all right, so let's say I couldn't work. And then my debt's getting higher. That's even worse, you know? Exactly. So, so I think following these, like, uh, steps of looking at enlisting your debt from smallest to largest and then just – working on each one of those small ones, paying more on those and minimum on the others until you repeat that until they're paid in full. And they, you know, guys, honestly, my government loans probably will be around till I'm lit, you know, for probably in the grave, but that's, no, okay they won't. that's not the attitude I like. I know. Right. But I, I mean, I'm going to start making a lot more payments on them, but it, it will be a lot of more work that I got rid of my small debts is what I did. I got rid of them. And, um, I feel fucking free. I do. It's, it really is. It's crazy when you change also your mentality of being like, that money's not mine. Like if I owe it, it's not mine. And I really thought like the next day when I woke up and saw it gone from my account, I was going to be like depressed and anxious. And, and I wasn't, I, it was more reinforcing to see the zero balances on all the credit that's been looming over my head for so long. And then the, you know, the fact that the money was out of my savings, I was like, okay with it. I was totally. And, and I, I really rec- like recommend that like you guys do like an actual like don't be scared of them. Look at the actual bill. Say what is my interest rate here mm-hmm. on a credit card? Like they try f you so hard at college. Like oh, you can get a credit card, and I was telling Casey, I was like, probably based on the family that you came from, it was a cool thing that you could get a credit card. It was like, yeah, wow, that's an, what an honor. What an honor! Like that you were trusted to get a credit card mm-hmm. but really it's like haha you're now effed you owe so much money and so look at those amounts if you're paying 25 percent, i think one of your credit cards was 25 percent. oh they were all 25 percent or more 25 like, to 20 like six percent so if you had a hundred dollars now you owe 125 <laughs> yes and I like monthly. cringe thinking about how much money I've paid in interest that I like will never get back. But I just didn't have the guidance at the time to like know this. I, and I was afraid I never looked at any statements. I didn't look at the interest rates. I just minimum that's, payment. I never, I never used to look at my like whenever I get like my Great Lakes. That's where my student loans were from. Oh, I had Great Lakes. Ew. Ew. Ah. My heart would like like I would just be like. Just throw it away. Like, I wouldn't even look. I'm just like, whatever. Until one day, and then I did some kind of payment in it, and I'm like, dude, Ellie Rod, I'm finishing. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But in another thing, guys, chart your progress, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it is delayed, right? It is delayed. um, Seeing that final zero, chart your progress along the way, because seeing that number 
you could either chart it going down like total money owed and then the next month it's less and less. Or you could do a cool like cumulative graph, how much you've paid toward it over time. Um, you could make yourself a nice little token economy where you get a sticker every time you do it. Or like a glass of wine or something cooler than a sticker. <laughs> I love stickers and pens. and <laughs> So true. We are so opposite in that way. She sent me a pairing pack and I've never even opened it. I love it. I just have never opened it. Well, then it. send it back because we're out of stock. <laughs> JK, guys, cooler pairing packs coming super soon. And if you don't know what a pairing pack is, it's like the cool stationary pack with like a scrunchie and all these cool Pavlov things and pens and everything to make studying reinforcing. Yeah. Check yeah. it out on our website. We'll be back soon. But I mean, I'm still here with my TD Bank pen, baby girl. I am <laughs> on my own brand. Yeah, you let them know. Think, I oh, no, it was Chase. You let Chase know. Boom, shakalaka. You're not getting my money anymore. My interest. Bye. I bet they hate it when people pay it off. I bet you he, they hated it. Yeah, right? They're probably so pissed at you. Probably going sure to do something to you. I'm always like, I want everyone to like me. Chase is so mad at me. <laughs> okay, go take out more debt. You're right. Yeah, I know. All right, guys. So anyways, the name of the game here is that it feels really good when and if you can. And I know not everyone is in at that position where they have savings. But if you could just start these small little... Start the behavior chain. Start it. Get yourself used to it. Uh, and one thing I think about is... And if, if you're the parent of a child, start showing these things from a young age because that guidance is so important. Like I even think about just... This just came up and then I'll end it. And growing up, my 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 parents really instilled in us the importance of giving. So like even when they would give us like coins to go put in like the charity box in Jewish, it's called Salaka box, put it in, just doing that and that act of doing that and paying things off and what it is, you could start teaching and someone could learn these from a young age. So if you've come into contact with the crappy contingency yourself of being in debt or whatever it is, you can start teaching this from a young age. Like, hey, credit cards are not your friend. They're not. No. They're, they're not. Teach those things. Um, I wouldn't change my education for anything. Also, I feel so blessed that the education we have is something that we're using every day, which is really cool. Absolutely. Um, but just – Start the behavior chain. That's that's step one. Like they say, for going for a run, the first step is just getting out the door. Start paying something, but try if you can pay something that you actually feel. Not paying fifty bucks because, just so you know, if you actually calculate your interest, that fifty bucks will probably be the interest of like three days. <laughs> but Absolutely. yeah, true. Literally. So look at it. First of all, I'm so proud of you, Casey. Thank you, um, girl. I couldn't have done it without you. I told my therapist today, I was like, if it wasn't for Barb, my therapist, who said your addiction is money hoarding and it's because of your four-year-old self that you're afraid of your basic needs being taken from you. Um, and then Liat being like, all right, I'm a bulldog. Give me your account login. And I'm just paying. <laughs> you're just, I'm taking out of your savings and do, do whatever I can what do. Is, it? is your therapist like nice about it? And I'm like, okay, this is weird. No, honestly, my therapist is a, is she's awesome. She's a, she's a bitch just like you. And she's like, she was like, Casey, I'm telling you, it's not your money. I'm sorry, girl. Like it's not. And when I told her today what you and I did on Monday, she was like, yep, 
and she was like over there she's like that's exactly what needed to happen i'm so you look so much lighter and happier and you, you do she goes you need a liat in your life i'm like i know the yeah. liat for my casey casey to my liat oh yeah don't ever forget that you need me don't go any effing where <laughs> or i literally will get you cut okay got it love you anyways guys thank you for tuning in again try your best this is for us crying with you that we've been there are we still are casey still there right now um with the student loans we get it but there is hope and keep going keep effing going thanks for tuning in one one thing at a time no don't say sorry you're perfect i was gonna say put one foot in front of the other do you remember that christmas yeah but i no, I'm Jewish. I'm not allowed to watch this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if anyone's listening, they'll know it's like the daddy. Um, daddy don't. Daddy don't let. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, this is coming off the rails. PBJ. All right, guys. As always, thanks for tuning in. Love ya. Mean it big time. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who help us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 